Welcome to the In Defense of Ska podcast. There's a lot of like, okay, well, you like Ska named three bands that aren't the boss tones. I'm your host, Aaron Carnes, music journalist and author of the book In Defense of Ska. And I'm your co-host, Adam Davis, veteran Ska musician from the bands Omnigon and Link 8. On our show, we aim to push back on the mainstream's negative perception of Ska music. There are so many great untold stories throughout the history of Ska. The show features interviews with everyone from the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones to Fishbone, Fall Out Boy singer Patrick Stump, and the police drummer Stuart Copeland. Join us on In Defense of Ska from the Consequence Podcast Network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year, that matter. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corder. Well, welcome to Bonnaroo, Bonnaroo first-timers. I'm Brad Steiner, that's Barry Corder. I'm from WDOD Radio in Chattanooga. Barry Corder from the Chattanooga Times Free Press. Still rocking that written word, huh? Still hanging on, man. Still hanging on. <laughs> All right. All right. So this is a, a podcast uh, by Bonnaroovians, those being us, for you, Bonnaroovians, Bonnaroovians being you. Podcast today dedicated entirely to Bonnaroo first timers. We did this last year with Bozzy, and then we got to uh, roll with Bozzy uh, as we got to Bonnaroo on site. We decided not to uh, give you that interview because he was a total jerk. Yeah. So... <laughs> Not my favorite. Not our favorite. So uh, if there are two episodes in the in the can that you probably won't ever hear, I just told you what one of them was. Yeah, yeah. This year, though, our Bonnaroo first timers. I think we got it. We got a good group. I'm really excited about this. This is probably the most action packed one we've had, or packed one, right? With the most elements. Okay. Yeah. Put it that well, way. A lot of, a lot of stuff of, going on. A couple of interviews. Uh, got an artist interview, yep. a, a listener interview, and then our own picks. Yeah. I'm really and, happy with my picks. And, and a special guest at the end of the show, a surprise special guest, which is not really a surprise because it's listed in the liner notes. So uh, either way, we're going to go through some Bonnaroo first timers. We're going to get uh, some of your uh, first time advice, first time stories. Uh, we'll tell some of our own. And we're going to talk to a Bonnaroo first timer in AJR. Adam from AJR gave us a few minutes to talk uh, a few weeks ago. Now, I feel a little, uh, I feel like a homer when I uh, prop up AJR, much like I prop up repeat, repeat. But AJR, I can't tell you how great these kids are. For three brothers who just started making music in their house with their with their parents, and 
you know, they get a break and they go out on the road and they just do it. Not just do it, but they do it exactly the way that you're supposed to by paying dues, by going to every radio station and then going back to all the radio stations again over and over and over. They pound the pavement. They came to our radio station years and years ago. And I promise you, we get a lot of these. We get a lot of these artists that come by and I'm like, oh, who cares? <laughs> I mean, Barry, look at the walls in here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at Surrounded. they're littered with artists you've never heard of. And it's because they stop by and we, you know, we give them respect and we let them do their thing and, and, and play stuff for us and we see where it goes. AJR just kept coming back, kept coming back and kept coming back. And those are the guys I really like to support. First off, they get, they stumble upon a guy named Rivers Cuomo mm. and Rivers becomes a huge, huge fan of theirs. They come up with a song, Sober Up, and then they go to Music Midtown and 20,000 people exploding and losing their minds when they hear that song weak. You know, it's just, it's a really, really fun live show, and I was excited to see them on the Bonnaroo lineup because they're not necessarily a Bonnaroo band. They're not in Bonnaroo's lane, but they were the first call that I made to try and get on the show this year. Right, right. You knew right away, and it seems like there's a theme. They sound a lot like another act that we like a lot. It uh, might even be a guest or oh, two you, on Oh, you want to expose the, the secret guest no, later? I just, well, they were our guests last week, but what was, what we, what did we talk about? Be nice. Say yeah, yes. Right. Work hard. You never know. Um, I mean, they probably didn't know that Rivers Cuomo was in their future. No, not a chance. Um, I promise you, when these kids came by like five years ago, <laughs> I mean... You, I wasn't with the, one of their bullet lists. Right. Yeah. You you could have confused them with like the math team at a high school. I just <laughs> didn't know who... I was like, what are these kids doing? They just blew up and their live show is so, so good. Yeah, I love that. You and I both said that's one of the favorite things about this job is those discoveries yeah. and finding people and then watching good things happen. For yeah. Them, so. so let's talk to uh, Adam here in a second. But first, let's get some, uh, let's get some Bonnaroo first-timer picks from Barry Quarter. Who are you uh, looking at when you look, go down the lineup? Somebody that's never been to Bonnaroo before that you want to uh, you want to see. I'm not sure if they are also the very first Spanish act on a Bonnaroo lineup, but I'm going with Monsieur Perrine. I'm sorry? Perrine. You're going to have to spell that for me. M-O-N-S-I-E-U-R P-E-R-I-N-E. And the song is Bayer Contigo. Okay. Barry Porter going deep right off the bat. Tell me about these people. What what are their... They are, uh, like I said, a Spanish uh, band. The the lead singer, Catalina Garcia. Um, When I was doing the research, uh, I just... I hit on uh, several female vocalists Mm -hmm. and liked all of them. Mm -hmm. I don't think I sat down and said my... My picks today are going to be female right. driven, but I was very happy with um, with what I I discovered. Which I am, is, to me, that's the beautiful thing about us doing this. I love discovering. You have stumped me again. Now I'm not. I don't pretend to be some sort of Bonnaroo, you know, historian. But when you said that it's the first Spanish, now they do they do some world music. They do, they do some world. They do music. a lot of world music. Angelique Kijo was there last right. year. Who was awesome. Get out. I love her. I absolutely love her. And that was a don't miss show that there were probably only a couple hundred people there, but it was great. I'm, I'm pretty sure they've had Michael Kiwanuka there, but I mean, it's, that's not really world music, but I'm trying to think like there, there's all kinds of stuff that they do in the solar stage that is, is in that vein. I don't know. I don't know if like, I mean, they haven't had Pitbull, so I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who, who right. would classify as a Spanish artist. And that, I, I think I, uh, one of my, 
picks last year was a French really vocalist. I, you well, know, now you got for not being think of her name, but well, look, I mean, uh, there is not a show that I will remember more in my festival life than Sigur Rós at Hangout three years ago. That I mean, you don't understand a word they're saying. There is there is something so unbelievably romantic and powerful to that. And I was mesmerized. I think you're going to like this. I need to expand a little bit and hear more of stuff like that, I think, when it comes to Bonnaroo. That's that's kind of how I approach this. Dis- I mean, it's discovery and, and not just a new act, but a new music, maybe. Or, mm. or Yes, and a completely different sound out of my lane. Right. I'm going to go ahead and um, make a wager now. I'm going to put some money down and I want you to uh, bet me straight up, all right? Mm-hmm. All right. $100. Go to that show. There's a guy dancing like this. <laughs> like the doing the noodle arms, the noodle arms, yeah, the the, the, the thing out in front of the insurance right. business. He's getting <laughs> the wind. <laughs> He's like one of those noodle guys in front of the cash cash loan place. Yeah, that's the noodle arm guy. I thought I thought the bet was going to be a hundred dollars that we couldn't get Brian Stone anywhere near this. Not a chance. No, no, no. not going to happen. Uh, he's got he's got way too many neighbors to uh, to visit and to play with in Spanish music. All right, I'm going to go with uh, one of my first timers. I'm going to I'm going to follow suit with Barry Quarter and uh, go with a female first timer. And this is the story. Actually, you know what? I have an idea. I'm not going to tell you anything about this artist. I'll give you the name. Cherry Glazer. I'm obsessed with this this artist. I, I've loved every single thing I've heard. Sirius XMU, etc. By the way, Chris Muckley does a great job. If, if you're not a fan of XMU, please listen to that because Chris Muckley does a brilliant, brilliant job as a tastemaker in this in this industry. So this artist, Cherry Glazer, Barry Quarter, I want you to listen to this and then I've got a question for you. Cherry Glazer, my first Bonnaroo first-timer pick. Uh, and here's my question to you, Barry Corder. Cherry Glazer is affronted uh, by a girl named Clementine. How old do you think Clementine is? Oh, wow. I don't know, but I like that a lot. I'm going to guess, what, early 20s? Okay. Early 20s is exactly right. She's 21. But here's what's crazy. She's been the front of this band, really the only person in this band, since she was 15. Wow. She's already put out an album under Cherry Glazer. Stuffed and Ready is the latest one. And for a 21-year-old, her lyrics stopped me dead in my tracks. When I first heard that song, Daddy, when I heard her challenge the paternal nature of, I don't know, relationships in general, and... How the mansplaining culture is sort of being called out everywhere you go. Yeah. When you hear these lyrics, where should I go, daddy? Who should I, f- daddy? It's like, oh, do I need your permission here? Oh, this is what I need your permission. For, for a 21-year-old to, to sort of own that space is so cool for me. Yeah, that's great. I can't wait to see that yeah. and listen to more. And every one of her songs is sort of pushing those kind of boundaries and pushing those kinds of, of ideas. And I, I just couldn't be a bigger fan. My only fear, and I said this last year, I get neurotic about this stuff, especially when I get really, really excited for a band. I say to myself, oh, my God, pull back. Don't get too excited because it may be Japanese breakfast. Yeah. I was so disappointed in that yeah, show. That was... I couldn't have been more excited about Japanese breakfast. And then I went to Bonnaroo and I saw him on the witch stage and they spent 35 minutes sound checking. Oh, it was longer than that. It was so frustrating. Yeah, it was a, the whole set was sound check. It yeah, so whole sound check. It was really frustrating. All right. So there you go. Cherry Glazer, my first pick. And then uh, Barry Quarter. You're going to have to say that name again. What was the other one you picked? Monsieur. Perrine. Monsieur Perrine. Uh, did I roll my R's correctly, by the way? I don't know. Okay. We, we live in Chattanooga, Tennessee, folks. 
<laughs> so uh, here in a second, I want to talk to a, a Bonnaroo listener who went to the Bonnaroo for the first time last year. His name is Dustin. This is all about Bonnaroo first timers. If you had a piece of advice, Barry Quarter, for Bonnaroo first timers, what would it be? What are you going to tell somebody if they have never been to Bonnaroo? You can you you are going to enjoy it. It's not what you think. Camping is a lot of. I mean, it's more than one. Just enjoy it. It's going to be a great time. Come with a come with the right attitude. Yeah. That that seems to be the Do you have a moment in your first year that you can't forget? Is there a moment that that is just seared into your memory? Well, the first year, yeah, I mean to to answer your question directly, I actually the came went there the first year because we got reports that the traffic was so bad. I didn't actually go and stay the whole weekend. I just mm. went the first day. Yeah. And I remember... And as a local journalist, that's a big local story for us. It's a big, big local story. I, to be honest, didn't want to go. Thought I was going to be stuck in traffic. My mm-hmm. nightmare, me and Tim Barber, our photographer, walked in, and immediately there was a bunch of kids sitting in a circle under a tree, smoking or passing a an inflatable bong around <laughs> and we looked at each other and thought Barry don't judge me this is different <laughs> this is a little different this is cool uh I don't like I don't like perpetuating the conversation about that type of culture but I'm not gonna lie it is sort of the way that my first time went I tell this story every year I've never told it on the show but I tell this story at camp every year My first year was a total disaster. Mm. I swore I was never coming back. I hated everything about it. I was miserable. It was the year of the, the, essentially the great flood where the rain just was so heavy. It it just destroyed everything around it. Cars were getting stuck everywhere. Uh, We couldn't get out. I had a straight up panic attack my second day. The heat got to me. Uh, the the people got to me, the dirt got to me. I was just losing my mind, and I had to get out. I just couldn't be comfortable anymore. And it all started because the the first night of Bonnaroo, in year two, this might have been year two or three, they had nothing marked. There was no, whatever you see in camp now, it's not even close to being what it was 15 years ago. So you get out into GA camping, and you take one wrong turn. One wrong turn, and you're going to be walking forever. Yeah, people we, don't realize how big that space is. And we weren't really doing totems then. I mean, there were some, but people now very smartly mark their camp with flags or, like us, a lit marquee. At the time, nobody was doing that. We, You remember the year we had so many people stop by our camp to thank us? Yes. Because they were using our yeah. lighted marquee as their their totem the right. marker we didn't have those necessarily that year so no. i you make one wrong turn and you're gone so we just and all i remember is camp was forever away i right. felt like i was walking for 45 minutes at least just to get to Sinaru. so I, we make the wrong turn and we just were walking we're walking we're walking and we're obviously going in the wrong direction but we have no earthly idea where we are and out of nowhere and I hate telling the story because it makes it sound like it was the Wild West back then. But it was on one side, there was something on fire. My brain says it was a car, but I think <laughs> I made that up. But there was something on fire on the right. On the left, there was a guy on top of a bus peeing off of it. And then a girl butt naked ran straight at me, grabbed me around the, th- the, note, uh, the throat, slinky down my body to my feet, screaming, PC! <laughs> and 
It was the and so she grabs my ankle and I literally have to like kick her off as I'm walking back to camp. That panicked me. And yeah. the whole Saturday was ruined. I couldn't I didn't know what the hell was going on. All I wanted was out. And so we go to rush out after I think Dead and Company. I don't remember who was on Saturday night, but we go to rush out. It had just poured down rain for hours. We go to rush out in the car. We're like packing everything. We got to get the hell out of here. Just get me out. So we pack everything into the car. And as we do, we're 20 yards, 20 yards from the exit, 20 magical yards <laughs> from the exit of the worst 24 to 36 hours of my life. And the car gets stuck in the mud uh, and we can't get out because it's right in the middle of Dead & Co. or Dead & Company. Or I don't know. It was Grateful Dead something. And nobody was around. Nobody was around to help, help us. Oh. And we were stuck. So wow. we slept in the car and we we came to with a kid on a four-wheeler dragging cars out of the mud. We gave that kid 50 bucks to take us 20 yards. Yeah. I'll be honest. I have I don't have any real bad bad memories. When I mentioned the guys sitting under the tree passing the bong, it, I yeah, I'm like you. I don't mean to perpetuate that. It was it was more that it was just okay. You know, yeah. whatever you wanted to do. I'll give you and I do know the first year that I was there camping that I was officially there and I've been every year since. The fountain, I went to the fountain probably on Thursday afternoon and suddenly Two girls and a guy are completely naked dancing in, in the water. And that was sort of eye-opening, of course. How it was handled mm -hmm. was more the eye-opening experience. Mm. A girl suddenly showed up in a security t-shirt, kind of looked at him and said, eh, you can't do that. <laughs> Get, put your clothes on. That was it. I love that. Was you it. can't really do that. You can't do that. Yeah. She wasn't screaming, you know. She didn't come running like hair on fire. It was just. I've never nah. seen that once there. Never once. Never the once. Screaming hair. No. A, a, a panic security nope. anything. Nope. Nope. I uh, got a letter from a letter. <laughs> How old am I? We got an email <laughs> oh from Drew. Uh, this is what Drew said about his uh, Bonnaroo first timer. He said, I'm loving season two of the podcast so far. As tips for first timers, I have a couple. I wish that I would have known about my first Roo in 2011. Bring shade. Bring an easy up, tapestries, tarp, etc. For yourself and everyday use, bring baby powder, sunscreen, baby wipes, hand sanitizer, and a cold towel. Apply the first two like it's your job. I love that. That is exactly right. I love that. Man, it, it took me years to come around on the baby powder. It is essential. It is so essential. You know, it brings me to the, the things that I thought were important at camp that aren't important. And the first one, we've said it over and over and over, Bonnaroo first-timers, don't worry about food. Right. Now, I understand that there's a long, long trek to certain places, and a lot of people don't have money to spend at Bonnaroo. It's hard enough for them to buy the ticket. I get that. Don't overdo it. Make it very simple for yourself. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. If you're a meat eater, do ham and cheese sandwiches. Make it very simple on not only you, but your stomach. Peanut butter and animal crackers, of all things. That was a good that one. was my staple for the first couple of years. Yeah. It's energy, it's quick, it's easy, you don't waste. You yeah. know, you don't don't make a whole sandwich if you only really wanted a half yeah. type of thing. So that and uh hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. There's uh, but there's water stations everywhere yeah. now. And there's food everywhere Food's to your everywhere. point. Good yeah. food. Yeah, great food. And and it's not overly overly priced. The the one thing that I didn't so I overdid it with the food. 
my first year. I overdid it with the, the barbecue grill for some odd reason. Why in the world I would do that now? This is so stupid. But I'll tell you what I never, ever thought of was, especially in 2003 or whatever year it was, an easy up tent. Yep. Those are imperative. I mean, you cannot survive without an easy up tent. Now, I understand sometimes they're really you know, crappy and they collapse or it gets rained on and destroys your day like the guy at our camp last year. Right. But you got to find some way to protect yourself from from the sun that is going to it's going to beat down on you for a good eight hours. That was the biggest change. We're pampered. We know that we're yeah. in uh, guest camping, which is now in the trees in the woods by the freeway. For the first several years, we were out in the sun. There was yeah. one tree in the entire parking lot, and that was first pick for everybody. Right. So, yeah, I was completely unprepared for that because it's all day in the sun. Yeah, all day you know, in the sun. There's nowhere to hide. Uh, here's the other thing that I thought I would need, and I probably did my first year, and, and I'll tell you why you don't need to worry about it now. I was panic-stricken about bugs. I have a major, major fear of one insect, and I, it's so such a fear I can't even say it out loud, right? It freaks me out. It was Somebody found one on them years and years ago, and I about threw up. I was so scared. Yeah. Uh, but I overdid it with bug spray and mosquito spray, and it just coated myself in it the first year. And I think he probably needed to then, but we talk about this every year. Every year, Barry, we sit at Camp Nut Butter and say, you know what? I never see a bug. It's kind of freaky. It is really strange. There are no bugs. I and we're in I've the seen woods. Five in the entire 15 years. We're 15 years. in the woods and there's no bugs. Not a mosquito in Tennessee. I, I, it's the only place in this in the entire state where there's no mosquitoes. I How is that possible? I don't I don't know and I don't know if I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it's like that in GA. Does GA, do you get bugs I, out I there? I never see bugs anywhere. I don't see bugs anywhere. I mean, even not at, you know, normally around here, especially the, the moths and everything are going to come to the light in the evening. We oh my God, that. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Have you, th- think about it, Bonnaroo. Uh, think about it. If you've been, have you ever looked at the lights? <laughs> you seen no, any bugs? There's no <laughs> bugs ever. I didn't even think about the lights. I mean, they're so echo-friendly. I have a hard time thinking that they just crop dust that thing for the three. Then how do you explain but it? But I don't know, man. That's what I'm saying. I, now, the only the only exception to this was last year. We got in super early. It was like Wednesday oh, afternoon. Yeah. And the back area was pretty desolate. I mean, it was us and maybe 25 other people. And what comes scurrying past us at about 50 miles an hour at 20 yards away? A skunk. A skunk. A skunk. And, and it didn't go away for a while. It didn't go away. For, That's and, probably the only panicked moment I've had there. Well, yeah, because, you know, think about your, your Bonnaroo. You're just sitting there and a skunk is just hanging out. <laughs> yeah, what do you do? That's a bad weekend. What man. do you do? It's not like you can run it off. Yeah, I wasn't going to. No, you just got to sit there and pray to God it doesn't come your way. And at every move it made, we just kept saying to ourselves, oh God, here it comes. Yeah, here get it in comes. the car, get in the truck. Yeah, for two hours we watched that skunk. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to make for a bad... I, I will always remember a bug. If that, <laughs> thing had, if that thing had done its thing, that's a long weekend. 
Well, it wouldn't have been any different than how some of our campmates smell. Yeah, that's a good point. Not going to change. All right, let's uh, talk to AJR. AJR is going to be a Bonnaroo, Bonnaroo first-timer. AJR making their a debut appearance at Bonnaroo. Let's talk to Adam from AJR. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Doing super. I'm excited to talk to you again because I feel like my boys made it big. Uh, you were the star of the running of the Chihuahuas three, four years ago. And I feel as though that's... That started the whole thing. That started the whole machine. Definitely. It yeah. was definitely the turning moment in our career. <laughs> right. Well, so, that's my, this is Barry, Adam. Thanks for doing this, first yeah. of all. But that's my first question. On your resume, <laughs> yeah. which is now higher, <laughs> first time at Bonnaroo or running of the Chihuahuas yeah. in Chattanooga, Tennessee? I'm gonna go with the Chihuahuas. Thank I mean, you. That a baby. Dog people. That a baby. <laughs> so let me give you let me give a little backstory here. So years ago, the record label came to us and said something about a, a band that they wanted to bring by the radio station. And a lot of times, we don't know who they are. We don't really expect much. And then uh, they said, "No, no, you're gonna love these kids. They're gonna be, they're gonna do really well. They've got a, a really great social media following." Adam, Jack, and Ryan, the brothers of AJR, stopped by. And I don't oversell. I don't try to, to to bloviate too much in my life, but I've never had a better artist showcase show up at the radio station than AJR. They were amazing. I'm not saying that just because Adam's on the phone, but you guys were so phenomenal when you never really needed to be. You were just nice, you were happy to be here, and you treated everybody like they were your best friends, right? So that's a very important step. So then we called them again, like, hey, would you come back to town and do a free show at this thing called the Running of the Chihuahuas, which is this dopey event that I created years ago for my radio station where I get 150 dogs to race, 150 chihuahuas to race, and I also do music beforehand, and AJR was our, was our big headliner. And you guys could not have been better. You couldn't have been more phenomenal. And, and yet the charm's still there. The, the happiness to be around is still there. And we thought, it was like, man, these kids are going to go somewhere. Now, then fast forward a couple of months later, and they're popping up all over the charts. Then uh, out of nowhere, they've got a song with Rivers Cuomo. And now they're number one on alternative radio. And they're in front of 20,000 people at Music Midtown. I keep going back to this moment at the running of the two. I was like, oh, yeah, they they sat on my, my tiny little stage in the middle of yeah. downtown Chattanooga for, you know, a thousand people. And now look at him. By the way, Adam, he doesn't bloviate. I do. <laughs> so now it's your turn. <laughs> I mean, that first part of the story, first, thank you so much. I mean, that that's really awesome to hear. And I mean, we when we go and we visit these different places around the country and play shows, the number one thing that's most important to us is that we remain exactly who we are. There's no facade we're putting on. There's no different us on social media or in person than who we actually are. We're literally just ourselves. And we wouldn't want to be doing this if we needed to pretend to be somebody else. So thank you for, for recognizing that. And we're so appreciative to have had the opportunity to come in and play at the radio station and play at the Running of the Chihuahuas. Because, you know, every show that we do, whether it's in front of five people or 5,000 people, is kind of preparing us and making us better and better. Because, you know, the, the 10,000 hours dictum of just working and working and working and you don't become an expert at something until you've worked on it for 10,000 hours. Sure. We are pretty close to that 10,000 hours mark of performing. And so we're really excited to be able to play huge festivals like this. I mean, even Music Midtown a couple of years ago, but now playing these festivals like Bonnaroo. And we started to find out what like time slots we're getting. And it's right as the sun is setting. It's like the ideal time slot. 
and we're putting together a different kind of show. Yeah. We want the show to be audience interactive. We want the show to kind of show how we make our music in addition to just playing the songs that people want to hear. I'll tell you, what was uh, pretty uh, startling is uh, watching you guys do stuff for the five people. And then when you stood on stage in front of 20,000 people at Music Midtown, how effortless it seemed to be how comfortable you were in front of five people and 20,000 people and oh by the way I hate to tell you uh, standing right next to me on the stage was Rivers Cuomo so you know you've got a little bit of pressure building when you've got Rivers Cuomo on one side and then 20,000 people in front of you and you guys still acted as if you were in front of five people that's got to just be repetition or is it is it just inside you guys and it's just what you were born to do it's funny because we started out street performing And when you do that, you have to convince a crowd to be there that doesn't want to be there. That's the absolute hardest Ah, thing to do. So if you're playing for people that actually want to be there, even just a little bit, it's so much easier. Mm. You know, and we grew up doing that street performing thing, trying to convince businessmen that were just running down the street, trying to talk on the phone and just not listen to us. We did that for so many years. And it's like that's that's something that kind of helped us to work on our performing chops. So when you're playing for 20,000 people that actually want to be there, it's so rewarding for us. <laughs> and that easier. day where you were standing next to Rivers, that was the first day we ever met Rivers. We did the whole collaboration over the internet. That's so that was an amazing day for us. So, so, this is, so this is the story of AJR, and you can probably tell it better than I, and so feel free to, to jump in at any moment, but they have some middle-of-the-road top 40 success. And then you guys somehow get Rivers Cuomo's ear. Rivers Cuomo is a huge pop music fan, by the way. There's some really funny stories about him just meandering around Governor's Ball with GA passes uh, because he just <laughs> loves pop music for some reason. Nice. So he finds yeah. JR, and I guess he uh, he reaches out to you guys and he gives you a track for Sober Up that you you guys include in the in the thing in the in the chorus, and then all of a sudden this thing blows up at alternative radio. Within like ten weeks, you're at number one. You've got a number one single on your hands. And you're telling me that you hadn't even met Rivers Cuomo by then? Yeah, it was really insane. I mean, we've been fans of, of Weezer for so long, and he followed us on Twitter just completely out of the blue because he was a fan of our, our single before that, which was called Weak. He was a big fan of that song. Mm-hmm. And so we just DM'd him on Twitter saying, thanks for following us. We're a huge fan. Would you ever want to do something together? And he said, absolutely. So we had the song Sober Up except the bridge. The bridge was empty. And he sent us a bunch of different um, options for the bridge. And he writes songs in a very different way from anyone else that we've ever approached. He has an Excel document of all these different lines that he's excited about. And he kind of drags and drops things and puts, puts them together. So he sent us four options. One of them was in Spanish. One of them was, I don't, I don't <laughs> even think it was like actual words. But that's so rivers. He's so out of the box and creative and different. And... The fact that he sent us that line, my favorite color is you, is just fits so perfectly with the song that we knew even just over the Internet that this was going to be a perfect collaboration. And we've seen him a ton of times since. He actually uh, he opened for us as a solo artist Stop. on our L.A. show playing an acoustic set, which was unbelievable. That was like one of the best nights of our lives, really seeing cool. him play acoustic before we went on stage. And he asked to do it, and we said, of course. You know, right. how are we not going to say, of course? Uh, you were talking about remaining humble and watching all this grow. How much of the fact that you guys are brothers plays into that? I mean, brothers have a good way of keeping the others humble. Definitely. I think 
we wouldn't be where we are if we weren't brothers. And we each have our own very distinct roles within the band, both on stage and behind the scenes. Um, Ryan produces everything, um, start to finish. We don't have any co-writers. We don't have any co-producers, anything on the album that we have coming up. And um, he produces everything. Jack is really great at melodies and chorus lyrics. And I do a lot of the kind of like behind the scenes business stuff like mm. helping put together the tours and the deals and things like that. And because we each have our own space that we live in, we don't step on each other's toes and it allows everything to kind of move forward in a really strong way. We really trust each other. And I think that would only happen with brothers. We grew up in a tiny apartment in New York city and we all shared a room for the first 18 years of our lives. So that kind of forced us to be close. We couldn't argue. And then, yeah, kind of that, sleep in the same room for that long. That's when one of you tries to get a little big for the, the britches, as they say. The other two are pretty quick there, right, to yank you back. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's interesting. Did, did you guys know your strengths before you jumped into it, or did you just have to find your own way along, along the path? Did you know that you were better at business? Did you know that Ryan was better at producing, or is that just something that you guys just stumbled upon to make it work? We stumbled upon it, and... For, for years and years, we didn't have any support um, from the music industry. Like, we didn't have a label or management or anything like that. And so we kind of took on these different roles. And, I mean, mm. Ryan figured, learned how to edit videos for our music videos. And it was just a skill that he said, okay, we need somebody to do this. And so we picked it up. We needed a bass player. And I had played piano before that. And I said, okay, we need a bass player. Let me pick up the bass and I'll learn how to play bass. It was very much, let's figure out what we need and how to divide up the responsibilities. And I think we approach our different kind of uh, our roles in a very lucky way. Because yeah. if I had done the production, I probably wouldn't be nearly as good as Ryan is. And if he tried to do the finances for something, he would not be nearly as good as I am. So we kind of found our our niches, and it just worked out really well for that us. That is unbelievable, because I sort of think that that's where the music industry is going, yeah, if absolutely. it's not already there. Absolutely. It's guys like you, and, and you know maybe right before you, Sean Mendez, guys like Sean Mendez especially, not doing it on their own, and then everybody else coming along after they've figured it out. You know, you go to th some of these indie alternative bands, like, you know, Boy Genius, they figured it out on their own, and then it's going to be good enough. Somebody will, will come pick them up at the end of the at the end of the day. Definitely, we're we're approaching this new world of music where everybody has access to everything. So somebody who's never done this before can put a song out on SoundCloud or Spotify, and then it blows up the next day. And they don't have a team behind them; they don't have anything. So the fact that people can use the internet and different platforms to build up their own skills and figure out how to do this on their own. I mean, Chance, Chance the Rapper is a perfect example. Right. He now has a team, but he, he didn't even put his music on sale for the longest time. I don't even know if it's on sale now, um, but he doesn't charge for his music because he wants people to just participate in, in this music that he's making. And then they come to live shows. 
Yeah. And that right. the music industry is definitely changing to that direction where people are taking on more and more of the role. You mentioned Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper, the mayor of Bonnaroo. Yeah. He is sort of like the uh, the grand marshal of all things Bonnaroo. Have you guys ever uh, been to Bonnaroo? Have you experienced what, what Manchester holds? We've never been. So you had mentioned earlier that you were looking to, to do the show a little bit differently. What do you know about Bonnaroo and what makes you want to do it that way? I mean, that, and I'll have a follow-up question about that because that's kind of one of the things we hear people say. It's a little bit different festival. So what are you guys hearing about it? We've just heard that it's from a bunch of our artist friends that it's one of the best festivals to do in the world. Like everything from the way the artist compound is set up to like the audience there, that because of where it's located, that people from all over the country end up coming to it and that it's a very different kind of festival experience. So, I don't know. I'd love to hear more about it if you guys have any recommendations well, of how well, we should approach. But Bonnaroo is exactly what they gave you an idea of, is that it is different than any other musical experience because, and we've said this on the show for, for a year now, it's because you are locked in. You don't have anywhere to go. It's a camping festival in the middle of Tennessee in the dead of summer. There's no place else for you to go but to immerse yourself, uh, immerse yourself in all things art and music. And the people that show up, they are dedicated because they've been there all day. Yeah, they're and, committed. And the artists that are there, they give so much more to the audience because the audience is giving them so much more from, from their experience. So it's the best avenue to experience not only new music but art in general. It's the best showcase for you wanting to expand your territory and also probably simultaneously making your, your quote-unquote P1s, your diehards, uh, happy as well. Thanks so much. We are, we're so excited to go, and we're excited to see you guys there, too. You're playing on Friday. That means uh, you, you start the festival out. Uh, Thursday is a, is a discovery day. Friday is the day where uh, people start to get going pretty hard. Do you know any time that you're playing on Friday? Do you know the stage you're playing on Friday? Ooh, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to announce that. Uh, I don't know if it's been, been posted. It has not been, but <laughs> is it? Is it, you said it was in the evening, though. Yeah. Okay, so you're it's gonna sometime have sometime between four and seven. Okay, that's so all I'll tell you. Most of the people will be in and their camp set up, uh-huh. and they will have. I mean, they'll start on Thursday because it starts earlier and earlier and earlier. Right. But uh, Friday's when it really blows up. Great night. You've got uh, Fish, of course, that night. Childish Gambino, Abbott Brothers is that night. Courtney Barnett. So I mean, already that's a yeah. great way to start the day. Are you guys planning on staying the whole weekend? Um, I think we're planning on staying through Saturday, but okay. I'm pretty sure we have another show on Sunday that well, we need to get then, to. Then, then, then that's my suggestion to you: maximize as much as you can on the farm. And I'm excited to to see what the new show holds. All luck in the world to you, and I can't wait to see you in Manchester. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. We will uh, see you guys in June. Appreciate. it. AJR, Bonnaroo first-timer, along with some of our picks for Bonnaroo first-timers. Uh, I chose uh, Cherry Glazer earlier in the show. Who do you got? For the next one? Now, who was your first, the first one, by one the way? first one was Monsieur That's right. Perrine. Yeah, I love, I love testing Perrine. you to say I know. that. <laughs> now, I can't wait for you to I got another one, too. Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear another Bonnaroo first-timer. The when when you think of the sitar, what name comes? My to restaurant, mind? the restaurant we go to for, for uh, Indian food. The uh, the musical instrument. Yeah. What name comes it's to sting. mind? Yeah, the only person. Yeah, sting. I would have I would have come up with Ravi Shankar. Uh, no, Anushka. No, you think it? No, there's two things here. You think when you think sitar, you think of sting. And when you think the bongos, you think of a naked Matthew McConaughey. This is easy. <laughs> We're of a different time era then. <laughs> Ravi Shankar is the one who helped teach George Harrison how to play the sitar. 
But Anushka, I think I, I hope I'm saying her name right, Shankar, is Ravi's daughter. I have two picks with uh, that are daughters of famous is that right? musicians. You're keeping this in the, the family. First one, okay. Yeah, right. Anushka Shankar. Well, you're really testing my spelling abilities today, huh? <laughs> um, she plays uh, sitar, but it's a little more poppy, what I heard. And she mixes it up. She is um, British-born, and I like the music. Yeah? She's also very, very pretty. More world music for you. More world music. Interesting. Uh, all females. All three of my picks today are females. Yes. I guess, you know, you're pointing out last week that there have not been a female headliner. There hasn't, sort yeah. of resonates. In Interesting. Head, so... But here's the thing, and I'm not going to... Well, actually, I'm going to save my point till after we hear this, because I, I have something I'm going to challenge you on. Well, hello, Nora Jones. Nice to see you again. That's, uh, it's nice to hear from Nora Jones with your uh, your second pick. What's her name again? Anushka Shankar. Okay. All right, so here's my... The only criticism I have about the first two that you've you've given me. All right, so the first one was what? <laughs> Monsieur Perrine. <laughs> okay. And then the second was what? Anushka Shankar. Okay. You think that they're going to be hitting the wet stage in a few years? No. Okay. All right. That's all. Never and considered. And that's, that's not that's not a that's not a knock. I just you know. No, not a consideration. When I when I think about Bonnaroo first timers, I do in the back of my mind wonder if we're going to see them again and how we're going to see them again. I like yeah. this idea of like when we saw as much as we we dogged on Bozzy a little bit earlier, uh, we saw him in, on the, that tent, right? We saw right. him on that tent and maybe, just maybe, in the back of my head, maybe he's on the witch stage one year. Sure. Dua Lipa and last year, like two, year, two yeah, years ago, rather. Uh, Moon Taxi, we've talked about. I mean, they're the they're the classic example. Yeah, Black Keys. Big. Ma- imagine if you saw the first Black Keys show, Bonnaroo. Yeah, yeah, I get that, but I really didn't even consider in the, that in this case. That's okay, and it's very pretty. It's very pretty. I feel like I'll be doing some sort of yoga. She has there. That is a component of okay. her music. <laughs> I think she has an album that has yoga in the title. Right. Of it, if I, I right. It, you know, it's a, it's a, it's very Deepak Chopra for me. It's very Deepak Chopra. You know, I've come away from Bonnaroo with a couple of black. I call them Sunday morning acts that are huh. Bahamas would be probably the top of my list. I like that. They're there. I I left there after seeing him, and now I mean for the next year. Every Sunday morning, that's what I was listening. Mine is usually sixty soul, but I I very much pick up your point. That's really a good idea. Uh, back to the comments for Bonnaroo first timers. This one from Kevin. Explore the campgrounds. These are his uh, Bonnaroo tips. Explore the campgrounds on Wednesday night or any night. Walk around GA and meet people. You'll stumble upon people playing instruments, drum circles, and all kinds of fun. As a leader in group camping, we love to meet people, stop by and see us and play games with us, hang out, uh, and come to our beer exchange. Oh, yeah, they're doing the beer exchange, which, by the way, we've got to um, we, we got to come to this year. We've, had, we've heard a lot of beer exchange invites. There are a lot of things that we need to experience oh, man. for the first time this year that we have missed. Yeah, so we know that the Bonnaroo people are uh, listening. We've got a lot on our list. We need some sort of, I don't know, transportation, <laughs> if you could do that for us. Who, are you, who, are you, who do you think we're talking to right now? Anybody? Anybody at uh, AC? Hello? We'll reach out. Can we uh, get some transportation, please? <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. I've got a, another a Bonnaroo first-timer. If you, I think I've brought them up before, but uh, honestly, it was one of my favorite albums of the entire year last year. And when the, and when the, the lineup came out, this was the first name that I gravitated towards. Is the first name, and I said yes. There are so many artists that I wanted to be on the lineup that we just missed. I love the Amon Dunes album last year. I, it, 
breaks my heart a little bit that he's not going to be at Bonnaroo. I loved Cautious Clay. I wish they would have found a slot for him. And then I love Rolling Blackouts Coastal Fever. Rolling Blackouts just caught me completely off guard and surprised. I love this album so much. So I know it's it's a little genre bending. It's not necessarily garage punk. And I know it doesn't sound like what you would expect, you know, like a parquet court or something like that. But, you know, they just do guitars so well. They write such great poppy riffs with guitars that I absolutely just love, love, love. And that's not even the best song in the album. Talking Straight's even better. It just goes from one one banger after another, over and over and over. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, that's going to be a really, really fun. I believe they're on Thursday, dude. They're they're every bit of a Thursday headliner for me. Late night? You think they're a late night? Kind I of think band? they're in Courtney Barnett's slot somewhere yeah. at nine o'clock. If I had to yeah, guess, I'm not a, a schedule time. guy. There's better people that do the schedule no, you, pontification you sometimes. Than you know that Sunday th- three o'clock afternoon kind of feel. Yeah, when we hear some of it, they, to me they sound like a, a late night kind of. Yeah, they're gonna be a lot of fun. Evening. We uh, we have a special guest coming up a little bit later on the show for uh, Bonnaroo first timers, but we want to talk to you each and every week. We want to talk to a different listener of the What Podcast, not only to say thank you, but also just to connect with Bonnarooians. So this week, who reached out to us? By the Dustin. way, Dustin. Dustin. All right, now tell me Dustin's story. Dustin lives in Louisiana. Uh, he wrote us a nice note saying basically that last year was his first his first time and he has pestered his co-workers and friends and family ever since uh, all he can talk about is Bonnaroo all right sounds familiar doesn't it yeah, it does <laughs> sounds like us every day of the week hey Dustin how are I'm you I'm good how are you doing amazing that's Barry I'm Hi. Brad do you have the fever yet Dustin do you have the Bonnaroo uh, fever I have the fever I have the fever <laughs> 88, 88 days is that what it is oh man as, as down. no no kidding all right so uh, inside 100 days means, uh, you know, things start to get serious and we start to reflect on years past and we start to uh, plan for uh, this year. Uh, what about you? How does your uh, schedule usually go when it comes? By the way, how many bonders have you been to, Dustin? Just uh, just the one last just year. One. Okay. All right. So let's start with your um, initial idea as to what Bonnaroo was before you went. Well, I just uh, we thought it was a place to go camp and, and, and just watch music. That's um, it. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't realize how big it was. Uh, how many people were going to be there, and then what all it entailed. Yeah. And that it was twenty four hours, and not just you know when the music was and when it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Let me jump on that question because I was thinking about that. I remember preparing for my first one and being intimidated and scared and frightened because I don't right. camp. Yeah. You know, so it was like, how am I going to survive four days or whatever? Um, and I probably overpacked mm-hmm. and overthought, you know, yeah. I had every contingency <laughs> that I thought so anyway, and we've kind of settled into it. What was that like for you? First of all, where are you from? Let's, let's, uh, I'm from Louisiana yeah. down by Baton Rouge. So you're used so to the, the heat. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't that worried about the heat, but I still, I still definitely overpacked and overplanned. I tried to have every single thing cause I didn't want to leave the site once I got there. And because it was my first time, I wasn't actually sure how easy it was to leave and get back, you know? Yeah, it's really not. In, in general admission or general camping, you can't really leave and come back, can you? Uh, I, I don't think so. I, think, I, think I, they, I didn't because I had everything here, so I, I, didn't, right. I didn't attempt to. All right, so I, I like this idea. What was the dumbest thing that you brought <laughs> the first year? Well, I'd have to say probably the uh, the grill. I ended up, I, I, right. I thought I needed a, a propane tank grill, and I yeah. brought it, and then... I was just on the move and on the go so much I, I didn't use it. And then the one time I forced myself to use it was 
uh, I didn't I didn't even want to. But I was like, well, I brought this thing. I should probably use it. And it was more of a hassle than I wanted it to be. <laughs> yeah. You, you almost feel like you have to use it because you brought it. That's exactly right. Yeah. And it, will, it goes down into, into Bonnaroo lore that if you had to tell a first timer, the one thing that you need to not worry about is food. Yeah. I mean, the dumbest yeah. idea is to bring a grill. We did the same thing. First time I went, brought oh, I the grill, it. had the food ready to go, and all I wanted was peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. The only <laughs> so time, yeah, wanted. So. The only time, Brad, I can remember us being glad someone brought a grill was the guy who made uh, Eggs Benedict's for us. Yeah, he made, Sunday made scrambled eggs for us one morning. <laughs> no, it was Eggs Benedict. Oh, I, mean, I don't mind other people bringing the Your neighbor's bringing the grill. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine by me, yeah. I'm not doing any yeah, work. This, you got any mind? Yeah, this year... I'm not bringing that. I'm bringing just bread and ch- bread, chips, lunch meat, and then anything that's easy on the go because that's all I was doing anyway. We just grab and go. That's right. That's right. Um, all right. So you uh, you you learn a few things in the first year. Now preparing for this year, uh, how are you switching it up? How are you changing other than uh, just uh, decreasing the amount of food? Uh, well, I'm also so last year I had a, a tent and a canopy over the tent, and then. Uh, I actually had another canopy with like a mosquito net around it. I'm going to probably downgrade some of that this year. Uh, with all the rain and stuff, both those canopies collapsed on me anyway. Really? Uh, they don't really drain the water that well. They kind of they kind of pull together and then collapsed over my tent. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> right. um, I'm bringing more more shoes this year. Uh, I only ah. brought one pair last year, and that was a mistake. I need we need multiple shoes. Very smart uh, tip right there. And and I'll give you <laughs> and not just multiple shoes, shower shoes. Don't yeah. sleep oh, yeah. on the shower yeah. shoes. Those really terrible, cheap $5 things from Walmart. They're perfect. Yeah, just leave them yeah. there. You just leave them. Just I get a new pair every yeah, year. Yeah, speaking of shower shoes, uh, I would definitely suggest using the, the showers that they have on site during like the happy hour kind of times. There's nobody in there. No, you don't tell them that, Dustin. <laughs> You're giving away your secret. <laughs> well, all right. Some, some so things we hold close. Don't during happy hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there are bees. There are bees in the shower there during happy hour. Don't you remember that? Happy hour, right. <laughs> I remember the first year uh, Chacos were all the big thing because it was they posted don't bring don't wear like flip flops because if it rains you're gonna step in mud and you're yeah. gonna leave your shoes dude behind, I don't I don't so. like the idea and all the girls at our campsite wear the chacos I don't understand how they do it dude there's either. nothing I want w- yeah. less than dirt on my feet you know the best decision I made was after about four years of fighting that just bringing a comfortable pair of tennis shoes yeah for yep. some reason I'm I didn't think that was gonna work you know and and that they'd get dirty or filthy and now I'm like man I don't care good shoes yeah, yeah I can always get new shoes yeah and socks man socks, socks. Is lots one. and lots of yeah. socks uh because I if, yeah because I frankly I want, I, I want I want I want to walk uh, around I want to walk around camp with socks on uh and and maybe those those easy to to slip on shoes Easy slip on uh, flip flops. Really, the shower shoes. Just something to get me from right. point A to point B. Right. right. Yeah. If you if you lay down tarp over your whole campsite, it's it's fine walking on it with socks. It's, it feels great. Or exactly. or indoor outdoor carpeting. Yeah, we have six hundred yeah, square true. feet of carpeting. Yes. We uh. <laughs> All right, that works. We bring, too. <laughs> we bring a lot of grass carpet. That's a uh, camp nut butter style. Now, I will say back to the shower thing is, and this doesn't necessarily, uh, I can give away this trade secret, where we camp, dude, the best shower of the day is 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It's absolutely, it, you, you really don't want to because you get back to camp and you want so badly to go to bed, but no. Just yeah. do it. Just do the three or four yeah. o'clock shower. It is the best possible time. The sh- the the water has gotten a chance to replenish and get hot again. 
Oh man, it's perfect. There's and then nobody you sleep ever in better there because you're clean. Yes, always sleep better. I do not. I'll tell you, biggest argument me and the lady got into ever was because back in the day, I got so irritated with her because she didn't wash her feet before she goes to bed. Drives me <laughs> oh, crazy. Man. Drives you crazy. Especially with a cat in the house, I'm constantly concerned that there's litter on my feet. So washing your feet before you go to bed in my house is a problem. Imagine what it's like at, bon- at Bonnaroo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. That's a good one. You better you better wet, ni- uh, wet nap those, uh, wet yeah. wipe those, those Yeah, definitely bring, definitely bring baby wipes. Baby wipes and a gallon. I bring a gallon or the five, three gallon jug of water All for right. washing. And Dumbest stuff. thing I, I brought um, because I didn't know how. I'm I'm a I'm very particular about brushing my teeth. I brush my teeth four, five, six times a day. I it just I'm obsessed with it. So uh, I didn't know how I was going to brush my teeth. So what I did is I got one of those miniature paint cans those plastic paint mm. fit mixers from Ace Hardware and I would fill it with water and I would swish around my toothbrush <laughs> as if the, as if that was any different than any other container that I could have used. Right, you thought it through. That's <laughs> yes. what I mean. We overthink these things. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. So dumb. Yeah, you got to buy something. I have to buy something. I have to particular. buy something. Look what I got, guys. Yeah. I got this really great idea of how to brush my teeth. Didn't work. It was so yeah, stupid. It can't be just a plastic and, cup. And guess what? <laughs> I have lost so much camping equipment through the years. Guess what I keep finding every year? That bucket. That bucket. <laughs> I can find that bucket before I can find a tent, before I can find a tarp. It, nonstop. I yeah, find that good. stupid bucket. That's good. Yeah. Uh, all right. So how about uh, go back to, um, so we leave camp. We leave uh, the ideas of, of what you thought Bonnaroo was the first year. Uh, when did you finally feel comfortable on the farm? At what point did you, I guess I'm getting, I guess you got there on Thursday. What point throughout the weekend did you say, okay, I finally, I can let go here? Uh, I showed up late Wednesday night, uh, got in as early as I could. Good move. And finally, I got everything, got the camp all situated before the sun came up. <laughs> and then uh, started exploring a little bit. And then uh, that next day, the music started, and instantly I, I let go. Once, wow. As soon as the music starts. <laughs> you, you you felt that quick of a connection cool. to, to let go of all your in, uh, like inhibitions, fears, concerns. It was that quick. Yeah. Well, well, as soon as I get there, you start to look around at all the people around you, and then they're just acting all crazy, and it's like, it just, well, I might as well feel like that too, you know, and I just kind of let go. Yeah. Obviously, no one's going to judge you for anything that you do or anything like that, so I just mm. I didn't let go. It yeah. took you five hours. It, too, though, so. it, took, it took you five hours. It took me five years. Really? Oh, five man. years before well, I really felt. Uptight. I Well, I'm uptight about, about very specific things. Heat, bugs, dirt. This is not the world for me. That's why, my, like, when I tell people that I do this every year, especially people that that don't know how big of a Bonnaroo uh, guy I am, when I tell them what I do, they just their mouth is agape. Yeah, I get you the do same. what? <laughs> I get the same. And as we've said here many times, it's the only time of the year I camp. Mm-hmm. I, I I just don't. Yeah. So you know all that whole, but. Again, if you make it comfortable, uh, I think to the part of that, Dustin, for me is as soon as we get out of the car in the parking lot and everyone just starts saying hello and shaking hands and introducing themselves, yeah, you know you're in a different place. Right. There's there's a moment yeah. in, our, in our drive. I don't know what your drive is like, but there's a moment in our drive, and because we, we take a specific way every year, and and Barry, we try to caravan together with some other people. There's a moment in our drive when it hits me. 
Yeah. Now, it took me five years to get there, but ever since then, that moment at the top of the hill as we come down Mont Eagle, yeah. there is a moment that hits me every year, and it, it sends chills down my spine just thinking about it. I, that's when I know I'm at Bonnaroo. Yeah, part of the reason for that, too, is you can pick up uh, the Bonnaroo station on Sirius XM, so you get to start listening. I didn't to, even know that. I thought yeah. you went the local one. You know, it, not that even the one, local too. One? I, whatever I pick up... Uh, I start listening to music and interviews and stuff. So yeah, and it's a beautiful drive. It's a beautiful drive. No, I, I mean we bear, we go through like our Bonnaroo playlist. We listen to, to like stuff that we you know might have put on a playlist. But dude, frankly, I could listen to nothing. I roll yeah, the windows down true. on 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 that on that drive. It's nothing but farmland on both sides because we take Gorgeous. a back road to get there. It is absolutely perfect, and it's it soothes your soul. You know exactly. Yep. Uh, you, you know exactly the feeling when you get there. Um, you get and, out and you get in the parking lot. You pop a beer. And yeah. everyone's having yep. a good time already. Yep, already. We're just sitting in the parking lot just waiting to get in. Yeah. It's a great feeling. All right, so. And let me let me ask yeah. Dustin, because in your note that you sent, and um, we're going to talk some more about all the emails we've been getting, and thank you to everybody that sends them, but, but you said you basically keep pestering all your friends and family, right, talking about Bonnaroo. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I, I I work in a kind of small office, and all they get, all they do is hear about Bonnaroo and Bonnaroo this, and oh, you know who's going to be playing at Bonnaroo this year? This guy, <laughs> and I just keep talking about it. There, I'm sure they're being very nice about it, but I'm sure they're definitely tired of hearing about it. So then, every now and then, I just put my headphones on and listen to y'all's podcast, and that that kind of helps uh, yeah. fit, get the get my fit Bonnaroo fix. Man, there's, <laughs> I'm there's... the same way. I feel like I'm constantly. Hey, have I mentioned that I? Go to Bonnaroo. Dude, there is not... So I, you just made me realize how many times I say when somebody brings up an artist, I say, yeah, so I'm at Bonnaroo. Exactly. That is so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is so oh, obnoxious. Yeah. I've become that guy. Yeah, I saw him. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I, lo- oh, I love blankety blank. Oh, I love blankety blank. Yeah, so I'm at Bonnaroo. Shut up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's talk about uh, last year. Who did you see that you loved? Who did you see that you were shocked by? Who did you discover? Who did you? Who were you disappointed by? Uh, well, I discovered the person that I discovered and fell in love with was Jade Bird from last yeah. year. Yeah. I had never heard of Jade Bird, and I, uh, I saw in the lineup, looked at some of her songs, and thought, enjoyed it. So then I went to the, see her live, and she just put on such a great show. Um, Surprised by, I would say Eminem. I've never, I had never been to a rap show uh, before. I was like, hey, it can't be that entertaining, you know, just a guy rapping on, like walking back and forth on the stage, right? But that, that, uh, that show there, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody else I had discovered, and thanks to you guys, I think partially the the War and Treaty. Absolutely, thank you. God, I uh, fell in love with them. Absolutely fell in yeah, love. Yeah, they're them. amazing. Uh, Saint Paul and the Broken Bones. I had never heard of them. Well, wow. okay. That was a They're good awesome. one. That's a good group. Yeah, now, let Paul, me, Paul let me, almost falling off the carpet, right? That was a lot of fun. That was good for him. <laughs> I'll tell you. Look, let me uh, oh, yeah. let me tell you, let me say something that that I, we might have talked about before, and the reason it, we don't necessarily focus too much on hip hop uh, with this show, mainly a that's not necessarily our lane, but b I can't tell. I can probably count on one hand how many quality hip hop shows have actually been to Bonnaroo. For some reason. They just don't work. They don't translate. They don't sound good. Uh, from all accounts, the Eminem show sounded phenomenal. I think Snoop sounded really great in 2011. But boy, you go to you go to like what was a T Pain last year? That was an absolute train wreck. Um, I mean, I remember Big Boy being a disaster. Ludacris sounded terrible. I mean, time and time again, 
And I'll even say this. I know it's, we shouldn't be talking about him, but the R. Kelly sounded really good. Uh, there are so many hip-hop shows that just don't work at Bonnaroo, and I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about it. Well, you know, you said that. I think I told you I looked up and found a Little Dicky uh, performance live, and I was really looking forward to seeing him yeah. after hearing his recorded Talk stuff. Talk about a Bonnaroo first-timer, and there you go. And uh, now I'm like, I'm going to go and see it. Yeah, but I'm no, I don't think it's going to be a great. Look, I, I want to oh, see. Oh man, I was pretty excited for him. I'm, we'll look, see. I, I could be wrong. I'm excited about Lil Dicky. I'm very excited about Lil Dicky. But uh, I mean, look, that act that act is going to wear thin at some point. Um, I don't know when it's going to hit. Maybe it'll tra- take take over and it'll be a f- terrific show. Maybe I'll I'll be. I hope so. I'll change I'm, my I'm mind. Not trying to be. But ugly. I'm there. I'm there for pillow talk. I'm there for pillow talk. That's all I care about. <laughs> yeah. I want a pillow talking with a bitch. That's what I want. I just want that in my life. Just one time. Okay? It's hilarious. There are no Ubers oh. around here. <laughs> I love that song so much. All what? right. So that was last year. What about this year? What's on your uh, your docket so far? What are you planning? Ooh, uh, so one of the the lineup from top to bottom is, is a I'm thoroughly enjoying getting a lot of new artists, such as AJR. I had never heard of them at all, and I've really been playing them the most um, so far. Wow, there you go. Uh, I'm excited good, about good call, Carlisle. Good call on AJR. They're our guest today. Yeah, that's who we, who we, who we just well talked done. to. We just talked well to done. Adam from well AJR. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited about some very strange artists this year. Very strange that I'm, I'm into. And Brandy Carlisle's one of them. Uh, we're going to talk, yeah. uh, I'll bring up another one here in a second, but Brandy Carlisle's not an artist. Casey Musgraves in right. that sort of angle. Absolutely. Like I'm not, I would not normally be into this, but for some reason that just makes sense for my weekend. Right, Brandy Carlisle makes so much sense for my weekend, especially how great that album is, man. That album is so good. Yeah. I'm really excited about both of those, and I'm excited about seeing John Prine, who I would not yeah. pick as a Bonnaroo act. But right, um, I've been I'm, trying to see John Prine for a, long, for a long time and haven't been able to, and so I'm really glad he's at Bonnaroo this year. Yes, and, and I don't want to be morbid here, but uh, go see him. Yep, absolutely. Now. Yeah, no, now, yeah. Uh, don't don't uh, don't sleep makes, on this one. Don't sleep on this one. That, that's what makes Bonnaroo great too. Is, is that like looking at the lineup, like right next to each other? There's Gucci Mane and John Prine. Where else are you going to see yeah, those two yeah. names together on one lineup? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's the it's the 2019 <laughs> Rat Pack. Those those yeah. two hanging out. A yeah, lot. they'll be hanging out. <laughs> they'll be hanging a lot. <laughs> All right, uh, so this has been a uh, episode of a Bonnaroo first timers, and we appreciate you talking about your f- first time story. What would your tip be? To a first timer, what would you uh, try to say to him if you had one thing to say? Um, well, I saw I saw on Reddit the other day there was a there was a meme and it was saying it was it was a picture of a tent that said sorry for the things that I said when we were setting up the tent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and that, that and I, that just got me thinking. I'm like, what? You're at, you you've made you've paid money to go to Bonnaroo. You made it to Bonnaroo. You're finally there. It's happening. Why are you Why are you getting mad <laughs> while, yeah. while while setting up stuff like? I guess things, some things are going to happen. You just got to just learn to like let go. Like um, I ended up uh, getting my, losing my phone at some point during during uh, during and that that was unfor- very unfortunate. But at some point, I just had to say, you know, let it go. Like it, it's not going to make things any better by like festering on that one thing, awesome. bad thing that happened. Just you know, you got to keep keep moving. <laughs> so I guess just don't let little little things bo- bother you and ruin your weekend. You know? Yeah, two two things about that. One is 
for me, things like that just become part of a good story for later, you know, so you just yeah. kind of file them away. But another one of our, our listeners sent in, I thought a great tip, um, put, change your phone, your, um, your security screen to include your name and a friend's phone number. Oh, see, that's, yeah. a, that's a fine idea. I don't like that because I've created an idea. Maybe I got this from someone. I can't claim that I got this, but I it struck me in the middle of the night one night, and if this is somebody else's idea and I just happened to stumble upon it and I don't remember, then so be it. But um, take the schedule, screenshot the schedule for the day, and make that your lock screen. Make that yeah, your lock screen. That, that way that way you don't drain your battery every time opening your phone looking at the schedule. Yeah. If you forget your paper or in the paper schedule and you don't have it or they, they don't yeah. give it to you anymore, use your lock screen and change the photo every morning. That's not bad. But this was in case you lose your phone. Because, like, you found a phone. Remember, we returned it to, the, to a guy on right, I Sunday, was, and it took us a while. Right. I, that day, was a hero. Yeah, I, I was really shocked. I was a hero that day. I was it a went, Mariah went Carey. Some extra effort. I went through effort. <laughs> That's the part that really. Mariah Carey was singing in the background. I was a hero, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we had to. I think we had to call like the kids' dad and home, at home, and then they God, had to I'm, call. And it I'm was, so glad that you you camp with me because I do not even remember that. Yeah, it was I a thing because I, I think his parents were that. divorced, and so they called what? the mom. Yeah, it was a big deal. It took a while. So this girl's point is, if it had a phone, a uh-huh. number of somebody who was camping with her. We would have called them. And, anyway. Yeah, all right. It was a thing. And uh, you did good, Brad. I was proud for you. Oh, man, I can't even remember the one good thing I've done yeah. in my life. <laughs> the one <laughs> has gone right past me. That's a really great piece of advice, Dustin. Uh, let go. I mean, that that is essentially the tip that I would give to. If I had to t- tell you one thing, I would say whatever your biggest holdup in life is, um, use Bonnaroo as a way to attack it. Um, mine is, mine is usually neuroses and control. I got a, 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 too much of a control freak. If once I realize how to let go five years in and the way that I could let go by, you know, making camp as goofy as possible, making it as comfortable as possible, figuring out, uh, the, the, the shortcuts from here to there, how to survive with food, how to survive with water and some other things. Once I realized all that, it took me a while, but once I realized that I was comfortable enough to let go and everything changed, yeah. everything changed. So it's a great piece of advice. That was a mistake I made last year too, speaking of schedule, like I'd get the schedule printed out. I got everything circled. I want to go see. I'm like, okay, I need to be at the wet stage at 4.15. Uh, okay. It's, uh, it's four little. We got to go at like, but I want to hear the song. Yeah. But the schedule, you gotta, we have to be over there now. Yeah, and then by the, by the end of the, day one i'm like let's just go let's just kind of be yeah. free and stop worrying about the schedule so much and just kind of go where the music takes you and I'll, and to that right. point man that if nobody at camp is more exhausted than the schedule guy yeah if yeah. you if you live and die by a schedule you're gonna wear yourself out yep absolutely yep. and my thing is part of or the reason that i like it we say this over and over and over there's nowhere else to go <laughs> so you don't have to fu- you don't have to worry about traffic yeah. you don't have to worry about hitting red lights you know that make you you're in a hurry you're tense and now yeah. you're hitting every red light right your your go-to statement here it's something that i i make fun of you behind your back but <laughs> your go-to line on this show is the thing i love about bonnaroo is 
you're there. <laughs> you say that so often, and that's exactly what you mean by it, though. We, yeah. Like, you don't have anywhere else to go. Oh. I know what you mean by it, but it, it always cracks me up when you say, "All right, well, you're there. Well, no shit, Barry. <laughs> no I, kidding. I thought it was I'm tickled to death. <laughs> tickled to death is good one, too. And you make fun good. of me to my face you, with that. You've one. got some good catchphrases, I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right, Dustin. Well, man, I can't can't wait to uh, meet you at the farm. I uh, can't wait to see you at Bonnaroo, and uh, good luck planning, and hopefully we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. And uh, he was talking about Dustin, uh, very nice, on the What Podcast, thewhatpodcast.com. Now, uh, he talked about an artist that he's really excited about being uh, Brandy Carlisle. Brandy Carlisle, if I'm not mistaken... Bonnaroo first timer. I don't remember her ever being there, and if she was, she was in a, a like a cafe act or something. Right, I don't remember. But I don't think so. But one of my Bonnaroo first timer picks uh, is a young woman who not wouldn't necessarily be in my lane. She's not somebody I necessarily would would care about. But I'm sort of into these country pop crossover girls that aren't named Taylor Swift. Right. You know, I really like the Casey Musgraves. Yeah, that High Horse is a great song. I really like the Brandy, I mean, love the Brandy Carlisle album. Absolutely. And the one that I keep coming back to, the one that is not necessarily being talked about as much as Brandy Carlisle and Casey Musgraves, one of my Bonnaroo first-timer picks, Maren Morris. You know, you may not know who she is, but she's selling out everywhere. Everywhere she goes, she sells out and... Uh, she's going to be one of these girls that crosses over into the pop world and is going to be a megastar. She is going to be a megastar. She would have been one of my picks, too, but you, you had already picked her, so... Oh, did I beat you? Love it. Yeah. Um, she's Love great. It. Terrific. Yeah. Yeah. I think she was one of those names we pulled during the very first one we did this year, I think. Really? I don't remember. I remember. It seems like that... Wasn't she the one you said, who is this? I can't wait no, to No, no, no. That out. was Donna Massal. Right. You're and right. You're right. Donna Massal, I've actually gone back and listened to. good. Woo! Yeah, it's really, really Watch good. Watch the hell out, man. Yeah. She has got a sound that is, I mean, exactly where I am. Yeah, it's great. It's really true. Uh, but Mary Moore, she's teeny tiny. If you, if like, think of like of a country Haley Williams. There's a thread this year I'm, I'm starting to find with these Nashville women that I think that they're, they're being very, very particular about, about placing and booking. Marin Morris, yeah. Casey Musgraves, Brandy Carlisle. You got Paramore's Haley Williams out in the, in the campgrounds. I got to imagine, boy, just think about this. Brandy Carlisle's already done a duet with Haley Williams. Girls just want to have fun at a tour stop in Nashville. You got Marin Morris, Casey Musgraves, and Brandy Carlisle. What if you put them all on the same stage? What if, what if that just happens to be something that happens in the campground? Yeah, that'd be great. I just, something feels like it's just all tied together too much for it not to happen. Yeah, I hope so. We say that every year. You, you know, we do know for a fact that Bonnaroo's relationship with Nashville is something they're actively trying to They're being to very, yes, they're being very co- uh, cognizant about yeah, it, sure. Very intentional between, you know, the limo rides and shuttles and, or shuttles, not limo rides, but uh, booking all of that. So, yeah, so you got us. Yeah, it's really good. And now they move CMA Fest the week before. Right, exactly. um, she's married to, Mary Morris is married to Ryan Hurd, who's a, a country singer-songwriter. There's just something that I keep coming back to. There's a reason why they put the Grand Ole Opry on Thursday. I think I think that there's a reason. And, and if I had to guess, it's because CMA Fest is right there in the weekend before, and you can get them on the back end, the back end of their trip. If you've got country artists that are traveling in and out of 
Nashville. If you stay a couple more days, you can get Thursday at Bonnaroo. Maybe I'm I'm being wide-eyed and naive here, but I, I just got this feeling that Grand Ole Opry show Thursday is going to be a blowout. I have to believe there's a reason that they moved the dates. I mean, they did it intentionally, the, the two working together yeah, made Grand, the decision. So. And, and again, and I'm going to add three, three little words. Grand Ole Opry with special guests. Yeah. My bet is they don't know who they got, but they're going to get somebody, yeah. and they're going to get plenty. Maren Morris, Casey Musgraves, they all make total sense. They make, Haley Williams even makes sense with that Grand Ole Opry, to be honest with you. I can see her doing country. I could see Miley Cyrus popping down for a minute. <laughs> I, know, I know I'm being crazy. Oh, yeah, I love when you do this. This is this is my wide-eyed naivete taking over right now. Who, who we... We all thought Nashville folks were going to come down and join Lionel Richie a couple of years ago because it made well, sense. Well, didn't we get didn't Kenny? He, he did his own show. I didn't. I thought that. I thought Kenny jumped in with Lionel Richie that year. I don't. I remember. I, I boycotted the show because I was an idiot. Yeah, you were a fool. Total <laughs> fool. All right, now uh, you are first time. Give me another first timer that you want to uh, focus on, Barry Corbin. I have a theme here. Okay. I found several picks. Okay. And I'm not exactly sure how to say her first name here. It's either Diva or Deva hmm. Mahal. Okay. She is Taj Mahal's daughter. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, that's really, really good. I, it gets better, too. That's there really... several songs that I could have chosen. Really good. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that is Sharon Jones and Amy Winehouse. Yeah. I mean, it's like they birthed a, a, a beautiful Hawaiian baby. Oh, that's gonna, really good. Going to be my war and treaty I mean, this year, I think. I hope. When you said... I, I'll be honest with you. I rolled my eyes when you said Taj Mahal. <laughs> I just know your love affair with Taj Mahal, and it is just so weird. But that so be it. That's fine. But that that's good. Isn't she's it? really, really good. Yeah, I like her a lot. You give me that on a three o'clock afternoon. Yeah. Yep. I'll yep, play yep. with that for a minute. Yep. All right. So we've talked to Adam from AJR. We've talked to our friend Dustin, a listener of the podcast. If you want to uh, drop us a line, the whatpodcast.com, we'd love to hear from you. We want to try and talk to a different listener each and every week. I uh, don't know what we're going to talk to you about next week, uh, but we'll figure it out. So drop us a line, the whatpodcast.com or the what underscore podcast on Twitter. And please, if you could, rate and review the podcast. I know that sounds like I'm shilling a product and I hate asking for things like this, but it really does help. It helps uh, you find the podcast. It helps new people find the podcast. It helps us spread the Bonnaroo uh, love. Yeah, it would be uh, very nice of you. And, you know, I've got nothing to give you except for maybe Bonnaroo tickets if you if you can help us out. You know, I go about Bonnaroo tickets to give away. TheWhatPodcast.com. Last week, we talked to our friends, Repeat Repeat, Jared and Kristen from Repeat Repeat. Now, nobody has uh, quickly found their way into our lives like Repeat Repeat. And I was having a conversation with him the other day and... It hit me. He is going to be Bonnaroo royalty for several hundred people, maybe for the rest of his life, because of what they did last year. On Wednesday night, they go out to yeah. Rubus and they play what everybody describes as just an absolute banger right there at Rubus, right? I hate that we missed it. It really bums me out, but they still talk about it. Rubus still posts about it. And I think for the several hundred people, maybe a thousand people on, on the Reddits and the Inforoos, they're going to always appreciate what Repeat Repeat did. Yeah. And just like you guys appreciate them for that, we appreciate them for just being so open and so willing and so able to talk anytime and every time. So what we decided to do is give them a call back and talk about Bonnaroo first-timers because they made big, big news this week. They made major news. Did you see the uh, the big announcement? I didn't. They did what? Remember last we teased, week? Remember yeah. last week he said. Were you that, right? Well, let me just okay. go back. So they said they had something very, very big to 
under up their sleeves that they were going to announce. And I wrote down on a piece of paper what? That they would be touring with the Black Keys. That was my guess. That was your guess. I had no insider information. That is correct. They announced this week a tour with the Black Keys. Yeah, there you a go. A tour with the Black Keys. So That's why do, you're a pro. They're going to do select dates, including, and, and when I talked to Jared about this, he was over the moon excited. They're doing Nashville. They're playing the Bridgestone Arena with Modest Mouse and Black Keys wow. in their home city. Good for them. That's so cool, man. They that is so it. cool. Good for them. Yeah. They're, they're the nicest people. And talented. They're so nice. We almost leave that out. We that's forget what... <laughs> that part every time, but the show is so, so fun. Yeah, that's cool. Jared, Kristen, uh, Oh Hi, I'm Waiting is blowing up. You guys have had a great week. You're at South by Southwest. And now you want to give us your Bonnaroo first-timers list. Uh, thanks for joining us for now a third time on the Bonnaroo podcast. You're almost becoming like Abe Vigoda on the Conan O'Brien, and Conan O'Brien <laughs> show back in the day. It's repeat, repeat, yeah. repeat. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like Saturday Night Live. Do I get some sort of like six timers jacket? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, perfect. Um, yeah, well, we're here. It's uh, it's hot, and uh, and you know we're surrounded by asphalt here in Austin at South by. So we are dreaming of the farm, and we wanted to share some of our tips for first timers at Bonnaroo. So one of our first ones is uh, if it starts to rain, consider your tires. We have. So many stories with us and our band getting covered in mud, trying to get vehicles out of the mud. You know, buy a buy a full body poncho. They're highly recommended because otherwise you'll be getting mud in the van. Okay, that's a good that's a good first start. Uh, number two, we said expect to share. If you're not good at sharing, you better leave that shit at the door okay. and expect to share while you're at Bonnaroo, whatever it may be. Yeah, that's a great. And, one. Uh, that is a really that good means one. Anything, sharing socks. Sharing booze, sharing water. water, sharing weed, share it all. Next one, go see Camp Nut Butter okay. because they are the nicest people okay. and you can't miss their sign and go take a selfie at the Nut Butter sign. Okay, all right, good. Uh, they're going to have to be escorted in with uh, Jared and Kristen. I don't know if everybody can get to it. I'm glad you mentioned okay, the well, sign. Me- I'm glad you mentioned, Jared, because every time I see the Bonnaroo poster, I just get a little tingly in the skillet because they... they that uh, dripping butter. Have you noticed it's on the top of their poster this year? It's so sensual. I love it. Yeah, it, they, they took it right off a of Camp Nut Butter sign. So that's another yeah. good one. All right, what's number four? Uh, okay, number four is thank the staff at Bonnaroo. They work really hard and they are amazing. And um, they sometimes will give you little perks if you thank them too. You never know. Maybe they'll let you into the Camp Nut Butter area. If you thank them, especially yeah, if you're sharing the right things, you might just be able to get back. They, they are really good at accommodating, and they basically operate at a nonstop hustle for you know the week that you're there plus all of the week leading up to. So they, you realize that when you're around the staff that they've got you know an uphill battle the whole time. Well, they they have the same sort of motto, motto and attitude as you guys. It's always more yes than no. Yeah, we've done that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. We got two more. Okay. Uh, go go to things like the Red Aru Craft Beer Exchange. Yes. And the Rue Bus Party. Uh, both are in the campsites, and both are just really community, like fun things to do. And yeah, and at the Red Aru Craft Beer Exchange, you'll get free beer. You can bring beer. You can share beer. It's really wonderful and wild. Which, by the and way, I- you guys brought your own beer last year. How did that shandy yeah. turn out? Did you guys, is the shandy still going? Yeah, well, the shandy, yeah, the shandy's usually going in the summer months. Actually, there's a couple of venues in the state of Georgia that are serving it on tap. And um, if you're ever near Atlanta, 
go to Pontoon Brewing Company. Uh, they usually keep it on tap as well. And we may or may not, this is the first mention of it in public ears, but we may or may not have a glazed beer coming out around the time of our record. So it'll be very fun. Nice. We love breaking yeah. news here. Yeah, that's a big breaking news yeah. item right there. Yeah, I mean, this is airing live on air, right? Let me yeah, so live, yeah. <laughs> so the last thing I would say is uh, stay the whole time. Go to the Sunday night. You never know what you're going to see. The Sunday night shows are really fun because I feel like the smaller bands have a lot to prove. I know because I've been one. You know, I think uh, it's where all the, like, diehard Bonnaroovians are. And you'll... It's like the last night of camp. Yeah. You don't really want to cut it short. You should do it. That's, yeah. a, that's a good tip, and I can speak to that because I stayed for the entire time last year for the first time. I always would go home early on Sunday, and it was yeah. it was a lot of fun. The Thursday, we as we've said many times here, Thursday is Discovery Day. That's when the, the bands that you maybe never heard of can become your favorites. And then Sunday night is, like you said, Kristen, it's sort of the last day of camp, so it's a different vibe altogether. Yeah, it's like it's a perfect cap to a really fun weekend. Right. They're good tips. They're very, very good tips. Maybe, just maybe, if somebody finds their way back to Camp Nutbutter this year and, and shares properly and gets to the, the proper campsite, maybe, just maybe, they'll stumble into a camping repeat, repeat with uh, with the, the people of Camp Nutbutter. Maybe, just maybe, they're joining our campsite this year. It, it would not be a surprise to see us at Bonnaroo, that's for sure. That's that good. For sure. We're hard to miss. Too, because I, I, you know, I really only have about twelve pairs of striped shirts. Yes. <laughs> and um, you know, Kristen dyes her hair with uh, melted cotton candy, so it's kind of hard to to miss us in the crowd. Brad, I thought you were going to say maybe if they came back to Camp Nut Butter, we would launch their career again. Again, okay, yeah, sure. Not, I think. not repeat, me, but but whoever, not you guys, no, whoever is you know gets back there, maybe we can't promise a career launching, but we'll do yeah. our best. We'll do our best. <laughs> I feel like we should pass the baton to someone. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking next year pass the baton to some new artist that's headlining Bonnaroo. I don't know, Dolly Parton. Yeah. Maybe, just maybe. We'll send we you a list. Words. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. All right, there you go. The What Podcast. Barry Corder, Brad Steiner, we appreciate you uh, stopping by and uh, joining us on our little chat through Farm of Bonnaroo. The WhatPodcast.com for Bonnaroo tickets, camping passes. Uh, anything else, Barry? Good picks today. Yeah. Very good picks. Doing well. I told you I was excited about this show. I like it. I like good it a guests, lot. Good topics. Yes, this is a lot of fun. Uh, and of course, you can always drop us a line and feel free to reach out to us anytime. TheWhatPodcast.com or at Brad Stinks on Twitter. What are you at, man? Barry JC. Barry JC. Talk B-A-R-R-Y to you next week. R-Y JC. Hey, 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 hey. Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year, that matter. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corder. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.